Would you join me in welcoming the Reverend Marvin E. Wiley to our pulpit? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father God, we want to tell you thank you. Lord, we thank you for this precious privilege, marvelous opportunity to come and share your word. We ask now that you would open up our hearts, open up our ears, open up our minds, and we will be receptive to your holy and divine word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to thank the pastor of this church, Pastor Myers. Thank you so much. Fellowship and friendship has been rich and rewarding all of these years. Uh, he's just a likable fellow. And, uh, and I want to thank him. Really and truly, you have a marvelous pastor. And um, oftentimes, we don't miss our water till our well runs dry. That's Arkansas for you. <laughs> but I want to thank him so much. I really do. It means a lot to be here today. The 34th number of Psalms is where I want to take the text from today. It's a part of the Psalter. 150 psalms that make up the Psalter, divided into five different and distinct books. But the 34th number of the psalms is what I want to read. I want to read in your hearing verses 1 through 3. Baptist preachers have three I'm closings. If you ever hear a Baptist preacher say, I'm closing, don't believe it. <laughs> but since Pastor has been so kind to give me a time frame. <laughs> I said, I think I'll use it. Psalms, the 34th number of the psalm, verses 1 through 3. It's on page 493 in my Bible. That won't help you any. Hear the word of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name together. I want to talk about I will bless the Lord. For those of us who are familiar with this psalm that I picked up for preaching from the pulpit at this period, we recognize that the scripture says that this is a psalm of David. When he changed his behavior before Abimelech who drove him away and the word says he departed. That actually gives us the historical framework for this 34th number of the Psalms. This Psalms can be found or traced back to 1 Samuel chapter 22. But to appreciate the Psalms, any text taken out of context is pretext, which is no text. So you've got to really go back to the 1 Samuel chapter 21, where you find David running out of fear from Saul. Oftentimes in the life of David, he would be tracked down by King Saul. It was on one of these occasions that he runs to Achish, who's king of Gath. Those of us who are familiar with Holy Writ, we know that Gath was where Goliath, that great giant, was from. And so he actually runs out of fear to his enemies. You've got to watch very carefully. How Satan affects your life when you are fearful. You've got to watch very careful the decisions you make out of fear. 
You've got to watch who you surround yourself with out of fear. It is Paul who writes to Timothy and says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, if my mind serves me right, God has not given us the spirit, it's a spirit, the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. David runs to Achish, king of Gath. He runs to his enemy. It is at that time Achish does not really know who David is, but when he uncovers his identity, David has to feign himself mad. He has to play like he's crazy. Every pastor loves preaching this part because this simply says that everybody that plays crazy ain't crazy. He feigns himself mad. He acts like he's crazy. The writer says that he scribbles on the doorpost, allows Spittle to draw down his beard. And when he gets an exit, he runs to the cave of Adullam. It's in the cave of Adullam that he writes this purposeful, powerful, prolific passage or psalms that I picked up from preaching from the pulpit at this period. He says, I will bless the Lord. Surrounded by those that were in debt, those that were in distress, and those that were discouraged, David says, I will bless the Lord. It's an interesting and intriguing passage. Stop at the first letter, I. That makes it personal. I want to suggest to you today that blessing God will start with you individually. It says right here, I. I, I learned in Arkansas is a personal pronoun, me, myself, and See there, it's working. <laughs> me, myself, and I. I, everything that you do in the life of the church will begin not with your neighbor, not with the other congregant, but it will begin with you. David says, I. Not only does it make it personal, he says it's positive. He says, I will. It's right there in the text. I will. It's a positive statement. And you may be shocked and surprised at how many people come to church with a negative, nasty, needless attitude. David says, I will. It makes it positive. I will tithe. I will give my talents. I will give my treasure. I will. It's not based upon what others will do. I will. I will bless makes it passionate. Notice what it says, and I'm just at the third letter of the first verse. I will bless. In the original language, Eulodicea, I will bless. I will speak well of. One of, we get our word eulogy from this word, to speak well of. I know like pastor is like other pastors who have done funerals and you get through hearing the eulogy or rather you get through hearing the tributes and you wonder if the person that you're talking about is really in there. <laughs> you begin to look down and say, no, they've got the wrong person at the wrong funeral. <laughs> one, of my, one of my friends, I was eulogizing a member some time ago and everybody who came to the mic was speaking so eloquently and highly about uh, the person who had become deceased, demised, and departed. And I, I leaned over to my assistant and I said, uh, is that 
the person they're talking about, he said, yeah. His sister came to the mic and says, uh, he would give you the shoes off his feet. And my assistant said, yeah, but he took them off somebody up the street. <laughs> Eulogize. I will speak well of the Lord. I will speak well of his goodness, his grace, his graciousness. I will speak well of his bounty, of his blessing, of his benefits. I will speak well of what he has done for me. Roof over my head, I speak well of it. Bounces me back from sickness, I will speak well of it. Gives me food to eat, I will speak well of it. Give me friends to surround me, I will speak well of it. My children are doing fine, I will speak well of it. I've got a job, I will speak well of it. He says, I will bless, watch what he says, the Lord, which makes it pointed. I'm not talking about my neighbor. I'm not talking about my friends. I'm not talking about crazy cousins that may live in some other state. I'm talking about the Lord. When you bless the Lord, it makes a difference in your life, and it makes a difference to the Lord. I will bless the Lord. It's pointed. It is pointed at none other than the sovereign, sufficient, and satisfying God. I will bless the Lord. Watch this. It's perpetual. How do you know it? It's at all times. There's never a time that you should find in your life when you should not bless the Lord. I'm unemployed. Bless the Lord. I'm sick. Find time to bless him. My friends are forsaking me. Find times to bless him. I'm going through trouble, trials, and tribulation, fears, failures, and frustrations. Find time to bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually, that makes it persistent, continually be in my mouth. That makes it public. A whole lot of people, and I know you don't have this problem, but the pastor, but a whole lot of people at the Rock of Ages Church, they look amen, but they never say it. They look, thank you, Jesus, but it never comes out their mouth. They look, Lord, you've been so good, but they never fire one off. They look, Lord, if it had not been for you, but they never say it. I want to suggest to you today that it should not only be in your mind, it ought to come out your mouth. That every now and then, you know, if you've got an amen, fight off at the right spot. <laughs> you may not have but one. You may not have brought but one to church. You know, but it is all right. It's all right to say amen. It's all right to just say, Lord, you have been so good. And you never appreciate that until you have been where some of us have been. Let me suggest to you, I looked at the pastor today. He's looking wonderful today. I know of the struggles that he's experienced. I have myself have experienced many struggles over these last few years. Had a subarachnoid hemorrhage, allergic reaction to the dye, 60 days in the hospital. One of the good members of Rock of Ages said to me one day, Pastor, take care of yourself. You know what we're going to do uh, if anything happens to you? I said, no. She said, call another pastor. <laughs> and so I've been encouraging him to take care of yourself. But most of us can praise God, be blessed God, because we don't look like what we've been through. 
Is there anybody here today that just don't look like what you've been through? He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. That makes it public. That it should not be reserved for a corner or the house. It ought to be public. Your public praise makes a difference. I often go to baseball games, football games, basketball games. I am often amazed at how people cheer for the team they're rooting for. How they are often just going crazy because a man runs a ball from one end of the field to the other or shoots a basket. I watch people who are matriculated in the halls of high academia who have degrees, doctorate degrees, they go right back to the university where they graduated. They got their degree. And they literally go crazy. (laughs) And how quiet some of us can be in church. It's all right to praise him and to bless his name. It's all right to go public with your praise. It may not be at church. It may be on the job. Go public. It may be in your home. Go public. Wherever you go, go public with your praise. You, you, might, you might be surprised at what going public with blessing God will do for somebody else. Only you know what you've been through. Only you know how you came out. This becomes your testimony. Watch what he says. My soul, when you can't allow yourself to do it, allow your soul to do it. My soul, that part that I know saved, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. I'm not bragging. I'm not boasting about me. I'm boasting about the goodness, the grace, and the graciousness of God. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. I know it's public. How do you know it? The humble, those that are discouraged, disenchanted, depressed, despondent. My boat, her boast shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof. Watch this. And not be sad, not be Mad, they'll be glad. You never know what your testimony will do for other people. Somebody here today, think about your life. Think about what you've been through. Think about how God has brought you through dangers seen and unseen. Think about all of the trials that you've experienced. Somebody on your road is going through something possibly similar. And you never know how your blessing the Lord will help them come through. He says, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. And then he says, oh. Now, in the Hebrew, that's not just oh, by the way. It's emphatic. There's stress on the oath. There's a difference between getting stabbed by a knife and a safety pin. 
they produced two different kinds of oak. <laughs> he says, oh, magnify, magnify, make larger. My question is, how do you make an omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God any bigger than he already is? Trace the tracks to the text. It is not for you. It's for the humble that need to hear thereof. Somebody here today, as you get ready to depart this place, wherever your travels will take you after worship today, speak of the goodness of God. And it might just come by saying to someone, man, God is so good. So good. You know, I couldn't have made it had it not been for God. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. He turns a solo into a symphony, turns a cave into a cathedral, turns his misery into music, turns his troubles into a tomb. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He heard me. Not only did he hear me, he helped me. He delivered me from all of my fears. They looked unto him and their faces shined. The writer says, this poor man cried, the Lord heard him, saved him out of all of his troubles. He saved me. The angel of the Lord encamped all around about them that fear him and delivered them. And then there's verse 8, and I'll go to my seat. Oh, taste and see. How many of you are good cooks? How many of you cook well? It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> Some husband is turning to his wife. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. <laughs> oh, taste and see. Watch this. Anyone who is a great chocolate cake baker, that's my advertisement. Or chocolate cakes. <laughs> oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Campbell Soup Song. He's mmm, mmm, good. I go to my seat with this. He's good. God is good. God is good. When you look at all the things that are happening all across this world, if the Lord has kept you even in your right mind, he's good. With the economy like it is, listen, if you still have a house to live in, he's good. 
If your health is still good, he's good. If your children are doing all right, he's good. If you have the activity of limbs, can you imagine what it's like to have to lay in the hospital bed, suspended between earth and eternity, and not know whether or not you're going to make it? God is good. Eyes to see, ears to hear, a mouth to praise him with, hands to lift in praise. He is just good. For the sake of the conclusion of this message, just lean over and tell the person beside you, he is good. Would you do that for me? Now turn to that person that you didn't want to turn to in the first place. That's that person on the other side. Turn to the person on the other side and tell them, he is, he's good. He is good. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you today. Thank you for your marvelous, mysterious, majestic word. We are empowered by your word. Help us to bless your name everywhere we go. We bless you today. And we go down from this place believing and trusting that our lives will be the better because this morning we heard from you. In Jesus' name, amen.